Overestimating access to home equity in retirement is dangerous. Over the last few years, I've spent a great deal of time talking to people in or approaching retirement. And I'm here to tell you that when it comes to looking at retirement, we are in general an overly optimistic bunch. I'm not saying we should be pessimistic about our futures. I'm just suggesting a little honesty, reality check, or whatever you want to call it, is in order. For example, I've found that many retirees overestimate their ability to pay off mortgages and or access the equity in their homes. Problem number one, accessing home equity is nothing like it used to be. It was only a few years ago that if you had equity in your home and you wanted to convert some of it into cash, you could easily get approved for a home equity line of credit called a HELOC or a second mortgage. But those days are long gone. Getting approved for a HELOC today is nothing like you remember it years ago. Today, there are ability to repay rules, ATR, that impose strict income requirements on approval for these and virtually all other home loans. That means that even if you have a high FICO score and plenty of equity in your home, that may not be enough to get you approved. Today, in order to qualify, you'll also need to show that your income is sufficient to repay the loan along with all of your other expenses. The amount of equity you have doesn't really matter when we're talking about qualifying under the new ability to repay rules. Today, it's about your monthly income. And if you've stopped working, monthly income is probably the one thing you're lacking. And if you remember, how you used to be able to get a HELOC and then use the cash you got from the loan to make the monthly payments? Well, you won't get a loan on that basis anymore either. Not that taking out a HELOC is a great idea during your retirement years anyway. It's really a terrible type of loan for older homeowners because although it allows for interest-only payments for 10 years, after that, the loan becomes fully amortizing, meaning that the monthly payments can increase quite a bit after that first decade of interest-only payments has ended. If you took out such a loan when you were 65 and still working, you'd be 75 when the payments jumped up. And if by then you've stopped working and your income has gone down as a result, those higher payments can cause real problems. And without your working income, you may not be able to refinance to pay off the HELOC. Today, we're witnessing the impact of HELOC payments increasing 10 years after their origination, and more and more homeowners are finding their way into foreclosure as they are unable to make the higher monthly payment amounts, nor are they able to refinance under the new rules. Problem number two, you can't retire safely with a mortgage. Traditional mortgages were never designed for people in their retirement years. The idea has always been that by the time you turned 65, you had already paid off your mortgage. However, the refinance boom that ended in 2008 left millions of older homeowners with mortgages, which is a state of affairs that never existed in past years. A recent report from Harvard University's Joint Center for Housing Studies showed that as of 2010, 40% of households, 65 years old and up, were still paying a mortgage. Contrast that with data from 1992, 
when only 18% of homeowners over 65 were still making monthly mortgage payments. Without a monthly mortgage payment, the idea was always that you could get by on Social Security, a pension, and whatever savings you had accumulated during your working years. The problem today is that 10 to 12 million older homeowners still have mortgages, with many having refinanced only a few years ago, while at the same time, far fewer retirees have pensions on which to rely, and most people haven't been able to save nearly enough to support their lifestyles through what may turn out to be decades of retirement. Consider that during the 1930s, when Social Security was established, people started receiving benefits at age 65, and the life expectancy of the average male was about 67. Today, the average 65-year-old male's life expectancy is roughly 80, and the average 65-year-old female lives a bit longer than that. The average 80-year-old male today can expect to live until he's close to 90, and the average 90-year-old can expect to make it until almost 95. Never before have we faced the prospect of having to support ourselves for 20 to 30 years of retirement without running out of money before we reach our life expectancies. And although at 59, I wouldn't claim to know everything about retirement, one thing I'm sure of is that running out of money at 80 and living until you're 90 would be bad. Last week, Salon.com published an article titled, 401ks are a sham. It's about the many inadequacies of 401k plans when trying to accumulate enough wealth to maintain one's lifestyle once retired. The article concluded that, quote, the United States is on the verge of a retirement crisis. For the first time in living memory, it seems likely that living standards for those over age 65 will begin to decline as compared to those who came before them. Do the math and you'll quickly come to realize that as long as you're still making a mortgage payment, you can't really retire. I mean, it's hard enough to make it for 10, 20, or 30 years without a paycheck from work, even if you don't have a mortgage payment to make each month. But with a mortgage payment, for most people, it's pretty much impossible. I'll just work till I drop dead. I can't even count the number of people who have told me that their plan for retirement is to keep working until they drop dead. The problem is that although it's a cute phrase and maybe a comforting thought, too often life simply doesn't work that way. I recently wrote an article about this fact of life titled, You Can't Count on Working Past 65, and it showed that based on a recent study conducted by the Employee Benefit Research Institute and USA Today, 50% of Americans who plan on working past 65 find themselves retiring unexpectedly. The reasons given for retirement coming earlier than planned included health problems in 60% of cases, 22% said they had to stop working to care for a family member, 27% attributed their unexpected retirement to changes at their companies, and 10% said that new skills required on the job was the cause of their having to stop working sooner than they'd planned. Obviously, if you're forced to stop working sooner than you expected, and while you're still obligated to make a monthly mortgage payment, the combined impact on your financial situation can fall somewhere between problematic and catastrophic. In the best case scenario, you'll be forced to start spending down your nest egg and make the mortgage payments each month, 
but that can mean running out of money well before reaching your life expectancy. Or you could be forced to sell your home when that's the last thing you wanted to do. Enter the Heckam reverse mortgage. The only practical way to access home equity once retired is by using a home equity conversion mortgage, or HECM for short, which is the reverse mortgage that's regulated by the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, or HUD, and is insured by FHA. The problem is that I've found the HECM reverse mortgage to be poorly understood by, well, almost everyone. So let's start by understanding that a HECM reverse mortgage is just an FHA mortgage that offers the option of not making payments until the borrowers die or the home is sold. Let me say that again. It's just an FHA mortgage that offers the option of not making payments until the borrowers die or the home is sold. With a HECM, you can make interest-only payments, or you can make payments of principal and interest, or you can make no payments at all, or you could make a balloon payment. You could decide to make no payments for five years and then make a payment of $50,000, for example. It's entirely up to you. Having a HECM is just like having any other mortgage in most ways. You still own your home, you still pay your property taxes, your insurance, and your normal maintenance, and you leave the home to your heirs just as you would with any other type of mortgage. How to qualify for the HECM. To qualify for a HECM, you have to be 62 years of age or older and have enough equity in your home to make the numbers work. Round numbers figure about 50%. Might be as low as 40, might be 60, but let's just figure 50 for now. In addition, there are some relatively new financial assessment rules that apply to qualifying. Those rules make it harder to qualify than it was prior to the new rules taking effect, but it's still a lot easier than qualifying for a traditional mortgage. The new rules require that homeowners pass a new financial assessment test in order to determine whether they have sufficient income to pay their debts and living expenses along with their property taxes, insurance, and normal maintenance. It sounds reasonable enough on the surface, but for a number of reasons, the new rules can make it harder to qualify for the Heckam reverse mortgage. The new rules mean that if you wait until you really, really need a reverse mortgage, you may not be able to get one. I'm not trying to be an alarmist or say that everyone should rush out and get Heckams. What I am saying is that everyone should come to understand how the Heckam works and how it could apply to their situations. If it proves to be something that would help in some significant way, then knowing now is far better than finding out later when you may not qualify for any number of reasons. Here are examples of what can cause you not to qualify. One is new income requirements. The new financial assessment rules mean that you have to have enough monthly income to pay all your bills, your property taxes, insurance and normal maintenance, and still have enough left over for normal living expenses. So if your income were to drop unexpectedly, it might mean that you could no longer qualify for the HECM. And the fact is, your income can drop at any time for any number of reasons during retirement. I've seen husbands die unexpectedly and leave their wives trying to get by on half the income they had before his death. I've seen people have heart attacks or strokes out of nowhere and have to stop working way before they planned to stop. I've seen couples divorce, which always costs more than anyone thought, and I've seen people laid off from jobs they never thought they'd lose. Two is home values and interest rates going up and down. One thing we should have all learned from the meltdown that hit our economy in 2008 is that 
home values can go up and they can also go down. Well, I've seen several cases where based on a home's appraised value today, the homeowner qualified for the HECM. But if that value were to drop by even 10% or interest rates were to rise by a single point, they would no longer be able to take advantage of the HECM program. This factor alone should be a wake-up call for homeowners over 62 everywhere. Right now, interest rates are still quite low. Low rates mean that homeowners have more borrowing power than they will when rates rise. In addition, although we've seen home prices rise over the last couple years, many economists are predicting that home prices will pull back over the next couple of years. I can't help but worry about the homeowners over 62 today who haven't taken the time to understand why they might switch their existing mortgage over to a HECM and who will find themselves unable to take advantage of the program in coming years because of reduced income, higher interest rates, lower home values, or some combination of the three. Number three is realities of retirement. The reality of retirement is that at some point, it's likely that your income will drop. According to a recent employee benefit research study, 50% of the Americans who plan on working longer find themselves retiring sooner. The reasons for such unplanned retirements are health problems, changes at work, and having to care for family members, to name a few. Unplanned medical expenses is number four. As someone once said, no one gets notified in advance that your heart attack will be next Tuesday at noon. And that's why, with uh, medical bills and healthcare costs in general, they show up without warning. One study I read recently showed that people spend just under $400,000 on medical care during the last five years of their lives. Large unexpected bills that dramatically harm your financial stability can cause you to fail the Heckam financial assessment and make it impossible for you to qualify. However, let's say you had opened a $300,000 Heckam line of credit at age 62. That line of credit is guaranteed to increase every year by whatever the interest rate is plus half a point, and that's regardless of the home's market value. So if the interest rate were to stay at, say, 3.5%, that $300,000 line of credit in 20 years would be worth something like half a million dollars when you're 82. That's a very nice tax-free financial cushion to have should you need to pay for in-home care in order to remain in your home or to pay for assisted living, for that matter. I have to tell you that to my way of thinking, waiting to set up a Heckam line of credit makes no sense whatsoever. If you never need to access the funds, well, that's just great. But if you do find yourself facing exorbitant medical expenses later in life, you'll be thrilled that you have a source of tax-free cash that doesn't have to be repaid until after your death from the sale or refinance of your home. Number five, credit card debt. Let's say that you're forced to use your credit cards to pay some unexpected expenses, and then you want to use the HECM to pay them off. Well, that may not work because today you can't use a mortgage to pay off debts unless they are recorded as liens on your property. So to qualify for the HECM, you'd have to have enough income to support the minimum payments on all your credit cards, even though your plan is to use the proceeds from the HECM to pay off those debts. Number six is late payments. If you find yourself struggling to make ends meet during retirement, whether because your income drops or your expenses rise, it could cause you to fall behind on one thing or another. And if that happens, it could prevent you from being able to utilize the HECM program. 
The Heckam Reverse Mortgage is not a credit-driven product, which means there's no minimum credit score needed to qualify. However, if you've missed a few payments over the last two years, whether for property taxes or credit cards, you could find out that as a result, you can't use the Heckam after all. It's not an absolute rule or anything like that, but it definitely happens. Here are the top examples of what most people don't realize about retirement. One, retirement today is measured in decades, not years. Imagine trying to live your life for the last 20 or 30 years without getting a paycheck from work. I don't know about you, but it sounds impossible to me. Think about how long 20 to 30 years really is. How can you hope to predict what will happen over that many years? Imagine it's 1980 and you're trying to predict what will happen to you by 2010 without a paycheck from work the entire time and trying to survive on a government check of maybe 1500 a month? Think about that. It's horrifying. It's life's cruel joke that although we're living better than past generations and we're living longer than ever before, that also means that if we're not extremely careful, our last 10 years are increasingly likely to be spent living closer to the poverty line than we ever did during our working years. The second is that we overestimate the value of our savings and underestimate how much we'll need to maintain our lifestyles once we've stopped getting a paycheck from work. We assume that we'll need less money each month to live on when we're older, but studies show this isn't a well-founded assumption. Think about it and you'll realize that most of our living expenses don't change just because we stop working. And like some healthcare costs are all but certain to go up significantly. Now let's say you're 65 and have $500,000 in your 401k or your IRA. That sounds like a fair amount until you stop to realize a few things. For one, it might have to last 30 years. For another, withdrawals are taxable as ordinary income. So if taxes go up in the future, and I can't find anyone who doesn't think they will, then your accumulated savings will provide less than you thought. And we should all know by now that stock markets go up and stock markets go down. And I never seem to get in before they go up, nor do I ever seem to get out before they go down. If you have 500,000 in your 401k and the market drops by 20%, as it has, as a matter of fact, your 500,000 just turned into 400,000. Now, if you don't need to use that money, Perhaps you can avoid taking withdrawals until the market comes back, assuming it does. But if you need to use that pool of money for living expenses, then once the market drops, you're simply stuck living on less than you'd planned. I know that for many people, 65 is still young enough to keep working, but 75 may be another story altogether, and few among us are able to continue working into our 80s. Remember, when you have a Heckam reverse mortgage, you can keep making monthly payments if that's what you want to do. But should something cause you to stop working unexpectedly, at least you won't have to worry about being forced to sell your home or in the worst case scenario, losing it to foreclosure. If you've already paid off your mortgage, consider opening a Heckam line of credit now before you need it, meaning while you can still qualify for it. A Heckam line of credit cannot be canceled by the bank, so it's guaranteed to be there for the rest of your life. And it goes up each year by whatever the interest rate is plus half a point. So if the interest rate is 3.5%, then your Heckam line of credit would increase by 4% a year. If the interest rate were 5%, 
your Heckam line of credit would go up by 5.5% a year. Lastly, think about downsizing into a less expensive home, which is often a good idea, by the way. You may not be able to increase your income in your 70s, but you can reduce your monthly expenses, and it's sort of the same thing. So go ahead, sell your home, but don't pay cash for the next one. Don't do it. Purchase your next home using a Heckam for purchase. And that way, you'll be able to hold on to more of your cash and won't have to make monthly payments on the mortgage unless you want to. For example, using a Heckam for purchase, I was able to help a woman in her 70s buy a $600,000 house with only $260,000 down instead of her paying cash. That meant that she kept $340,000 in her bank account that would have been buried in her new home had she paid cash for the property. She never has to make a mortgage payment, and assuming she pays her property taxes and insurance, she can live in that home without paying a single mortgage payment for the rest of her life. Is the Heckam for Purchase a better way to finance a home during retirement than any other? Um, I don't think there's any question about it. The answer is yes. In fact, it's not only better, I think it's much, much better. So times have changed and our views need to change too. Change number one, the money you put into your home by making mortgage payments is essentially buried in your backyard because in many cases, once you've retired, the only way to get that money out will be to sell the home. Change number two, today retirement is measured in decades, not years. At 65, you could be looking at having to maintain your lifestyle for 20 or 30 years, much of that time without getting a paycheck from work. That's not going to be easy for anyone. For many, it'll prove impossible. It's a fact. The Heckam reverse mortgage depends on how it's used, could be the difference between living comfortably throughout one's retirement years and scraping by, stressed out, and trying to survive for the last decade or longer of your life. I've devoted much of the last decade writing about the financial and foreclosure crisis because I wanted to help people understand what was happening and because I wanted to help people avoid losing their homes to foreclosure. Now, now I'm on a mission to make sure everyone I talk to comes to understand how the Heckam, if intelligently applied to their individual circumstances, can be the most effective tool in today's retirement toolbox. I'm not saying you shouldn't save more or diversify your portfolio. By all means, do whatever you can to improve your position related to retiring. But whatever you do, don't let uninformed, negative sound bites keep you from learning about how the Heckam reverse mortgage, the Heckam for purchase, or the Heckam line of credit can help you achieve your retirement objectives. And definitely don't wait until disaster strikes, because the new rules could put the Heckam out of reach when you need it most. Mandelman out.